Hi everyone, welcome to the Buck and Bernie Show. I'm Buck and, and I'm Bernie. And here we are. We're coming upon the 4th of July. So man, what are you doing on the 4th of July? You know, I'm just going to be hanging, you know. I I think 4th of July is a holiday where you just like to hang with the family and just go with the flow. You know, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to be in France. Oh. Yeah, so I'm oh. going to it's really cool for me because I'm I'm doing the 4th of July celebrations. Are you going to celebrate my over country. there? You better believe it. Yeah. Because then right after that we have Bastille Day, which is on the 14th of July. So I got two so, big party uh, coming up my way and I'm loving it. So Bastille Day, it, is that similar that's similar to the 4th of July. Yeah, that's your, it is. the it is. France version of the 4th of July. Yeah, that's it. What do you do? What What does France do? Well, there's a big firework, of course, uh, in, the, in all the major cities. It's very funny. We don't really have firework in small towns. Um, well, there's a, there's a lot of reason why we're going to a drought over there, too. But uh, uh, it's really the, the big cities who are, who are doing the celebration. So what we do is, as a family, we'll get together. We go on a picnic because we like to do picnics. And uh, usually along the river, we have a lot of river and lakes in Brittany, where I'm from. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome, you know. You bring the whole family. You leave at about 10 o'clock. You set up the, uh, the, the, the picnic area. You know, it can be in a, in, in a private uh, uh, prairie somewhere around the lake or whatever. And it's, you just relax under the big old trees and, you know, listen right. to the birds and play games. We play pétanque. Which is a a version of a bocce ball, but we play uh, those what, balls. How do you pronounce that again? Pitonk. Pitonk. And the pitonk is it's made with steel ball. Oh, and steel ball. Yeah, it's really it's really awesome. And you know, if you're along the river or whatever, you have the boys and girls also, and the kids are fishing, and it's just it's family, you know, it's family yeah. time. It's good. Well, that's the, you know that's what we do here. Exactly. Exactly. So. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really neat. And, uh, but over here, I mean, do you can have big, big celebration, isn't it? Right, right. We, uh, you know, it depends on where you're at. Like when, when I was growing up, uh, my grandparents were from Cody, Wyoming. And, man, you talk about celebration. We have rodeos and parades. I mean, Cody, on the 4th of July, they have three parades. No way. Yeah. They have the kids parade in the morning, uh-huh. just kids, and then they have the uh, they have a parade around midday, and then the the big parade later on. Do you know? Do you know? Crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna into I'm, the parades there. I'm gonna surprise yeah. you. Yeah, uh, I went to Cody, Wyoming, and I almost bought a property there. The only oh. reason why I didn't buy the property is because the family decided to keep that property into their family. It was right on the river. It was a beautiful, secluded house. Uh, otherwise, I will have had a, a property. It's beautiful. Oh, really? I love it. Cody's it's a small little yeah. town, but it's yeah. really, really awesome. Yeah. So your family That's- is from there. Yeah, my my grandparents actually they ran uh, a hotel there. Uh, it, at, it was Cody's oldest hotel, even even older than the Irma. I went there. The Heart Mountain Hotel. Yes, was, I went. I went into that hotel. You did. I'm not kidding. You went into the Heart Mountain Hotel. Yes, I was. <laughs> Come there, on. I was. No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I stayed over there for three days. Oh. And wow. it was a hard gallery who was run by a French couple. Who was right. was very very close to the hotel as well. Oh wow! Is that, is that a small oh, that's world? crazy? We never talked about this <laughs> like, before. No, no, we we're just this just came up, and yeah, so yeah, that's pretty cool. And we used to, you know, we'd we'd usually uh, spend the Fourth of July there, and then uh, and Thanksgiving, uh, and then back. You know, we used to make it part of uh, going through the park, Yellowstone, on the way in, and and back then it wasn't near as crazy and busy now mm-hmm. and but uh now i mean last time i went up there the park was just crowded and crazy you know yeah. and but now they've been hit with floods yeah it's, it's, a it's, lot of it's closed it's, but, quite, it's quite devastating um, actually i mean modern nature modern modern nature is in charge i mean this is this is what happened and it's all so, throughout the world it's not only here it's just you know there's been so many changes when it comes to climate change yeah 
and it does affect everybody. But yeah. we are here to talk about the 4th of July. Right. And the, the other big thing there was for fourth was the rodeo. Oh, yeah, the, the rodeos. Yeah. And Cody is known for his rodeo. They have rodeos every night. But the 4th of July, that weekend, is the big, big rodeo event. So, so have... Have you ever have you no, been to a rodeo? No, you and I talked about that the other <laughs> no. day. That's what I was going to say. Like, there was a rodeo in town, right? And I couldn't go because we had a bunch of friends who came in, and then I ended up cooking. What's new about that? But oh. uh, but uh, and then it was really hot as well. And then with but, the little one who is only eleven months old, it will have been a, maybe a little bit of a challenge. But I understand but, that you have a great rodeo here. It in was, Moab. yeah. I went to it, and it's very nice rodeo. It's yeah. I've been to many rodeos as part of growing up. Uh, in this country, and mm-hmm. especially if you're from Wyoming, you know, rodeo's big, big event. Oh, yeah. Especially, it, it was like part of the 4th of July to me mm-hmm. during my childhood. And Cody would get crazy on the 4th of July. <laughs> you'd see, you'd see cowboys riding their horses into the bars and all kinds of crazy no stuff. Way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they wow. like, and then of course they have the big fireworks celebration. So, yeah, that was my. So, Fourth of July is growing up. So, if you have a horse who is drinking a little too much, he can get a <laughs> HUI instead of a DUI. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. So, so anyway, we're going to talk about what to do, how to celebrate the Fourth of July here. And so you know, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like every big event. You need to be organized. Right. You need to to have a list. Of things that you will be serving, of, of games that people are going to be playing, and making sure that you have everything for every age, from one year old to a hundred years old. Right. So you really have to cover the basis. So that's what we're going to talk. We're going to talk about making it easy because mm-hmm. it's a day you know you want to be with your family, and you don't want to spend all day prepping and all that stuff. You want to. There's a lot you can do ahead. Yeah. To make the day go much easier and use that time just to have fun and be with family. So you know, you know, one thing was very important is make sure that you have enough ice. Right. Every <laughs> so nobody thinks about the ice until it's like, oh man, I need some ice. Yeah. Because you know, for the beverages, for for whatever you're cooking, and ice also in your coolers to make sure that you keep your uh, protein as well, all your food at the right temperature. Because, right. you know, what happened is you can have a party. Everything is going to be good. But then if you have your food at, you know, at the wrong temperature, uh, people can get sick. So right. this is where you have to really – food safety is very, very exactly. important. Exactly. You want to – and that's that's the other reason to, like, uh, foods that you can do ahead, uh, do ahead, keep cold the whole time, you know. So you cook the foods ahead. You cool them down, you keep them stored in the fridge, and then you make sure they're kept cold in the coolers sufficiently. So like I say, you don't yep. know why illness is coming around. And uh, uh, with the scorching temperatures, who, you know, pretty much are here with us in Moab and in our area because we're high desert, uh, we, have to do, uh, we have to be very careful. And one thing that we have to be careful is really fires. So I know that right. you wanted to review a little bit about what's going well, on with we fires. Are, we are in fire restrictions, yes. which means, uh, you know, no, if you're outside, no open fires, no, and that includes charcoal fires. You can't have outdoor charcoal fires or wood fires. Um, you are allowed propane, but not any open fires. So... If you plan on having a barbecue for the fourth, uh, you just ha- you have to make sure that you have a a propane barbecue, and uh, and not no open flame. So if you go even if you go up in the mountains to a fire pit or barbecue pit, you you can't have fire in there. So that's you know think ahead, plan ahead. So whether you know whether you plan on doing you know. Traditionally, you know, the traditional barbecues on the 4th, you know, just basic stuff, burgers, hot dogs and that, which which are fine, you know, which are great. Mm-hmm. But uh, you just got to remember propane, not open fires. Yeah, that, that, there's another thing I wanted to, to review is like, you know, uh, smoking, like, you know, having a smoker and say, so, you know, uh, it's not really a barbecue, it's not really, and I'm going to be camping 
you still cannot do it. So no, no smoking, uh, except if it's in enclosed uh, vehicle or building. And and when you're in the mountain, you have to remember that just a a spark can really devastate right. a whole beautiful forest. So everybody needs to really pay attention and follow the rules. It's very, very important. It is for is for is for the well-being of our region and also for the well-being of everyone who lives in that area. I mean, those fires can can be devastating. I'm from California, and I got to tell you, I have seen some really big-time devastation right. where you have thousands of homes who have been just yeah. burned down. And yep. if they're not burned down there, they just completely smoked out and they have to be destroyed and, and that's it. So, so well, that's we've we had our sh- We've had our share of fires here also. You know, we had the big one last year yeah. um, on this side of the mountain, which was pretty devastating. So not only that, be aware of like, if you're going the mountains or uh, just be aware of where you park your car. You don't want to park any high uh, dry grasses or anything like that because... The car, just from the catalytic converter from being so hot, can also ignite yeah. uh, fires. So that's very true. Let's, so let's be careful. Well, let's say that. Let's say that you know because I was I went to Blue Lake yesterday, and it is so beautiful. It is unbelievable. I went fishing over there. I got some trout. I was with my little boy. It was just beautiful. Uh, but it was fifty six degrees. And yeah. over here, it was like in town, it was like 95 degrees. Guess uh-huh. where I like to be? In the mountains. So right. if you are celebrating in the mountain, and I know a lot of you will go there. So what are the things that you can bring? Right. So we're going to go through that. We're you need to give be you some prepared also for the, the climate change, yeah. too. You, yeah. you, I, you yeah. might not think about it when you leave the house, but bring a jacket. Bring some rain gear, because you never know, because... Uh, you know, a, a cloud, especially that time, this time of year, you know, you can get those monsoons come out very, very rapidly, and it the weather can change very rapidly. So this is like what that. I recommend. So, the day or a few days before you go onto that... Uh, that mountain randonnée around the, the, the beautiful ponds or or even in the forest itself. Uh, just make a list of the things that are going to keep really well, who's going to travel really well, and I'm talking about the food. So sandwiches, you can do a pulled pork, pulled barbecue pork, for example. What we do in France, whole roasted chicken. We just pick oh, up the yeah. roasted chicken. Uh, yes. You can pick it up here in town just before you go on your picnic and it still right. will be it won't be cold it won't be like hot but it will be just at the right temperature by the time you arrive at your destination because it's about an hour and a half away or mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um yeah just be careful not to let it sit out too long but you know if you plan it like say plan ahead mm-hmm. and uh and then you could even buy it the day ahead and have it in the refrigerator exactly and cold I, and then you I love cold chicken. Salad, <laughs> coleslaw, potato salad, uh, your macaroni salad, yep, uh, pasta your salads, dessert, all, kinds all of those things. Just take it with you and yeah. uh, uh, have a really good time. Remember that uh, don't leave anything flying around. So uh, I recommend that you, um, if you go anywhere, always take a trash bag. That's what I do in my car. I always have a trash bag. So this when I go camping, I put all the trash in the trash bag and I bring it back with me. And like this, right. there's nothing nothing floating around out there. Yeah, you know? Right. It's and, much better to do and that. And pack it in, pack it out, you know, because some campgrounds do provide dumpsters or trash cans, but not all, so you never yep. know. But exactly. always be prepared. To, oh, that's why I say that. It's yeah. just like, you know. Yeah. But I, I did so, that since I was a kid because in, in Brittany we have a lot of forests and stuff. And with my with my dad, he was, he was very much a stickler for that. Remember mm-hmm. that whatever you leave there can hurt the little inhabitant of that forest, which are right. the animals, the little critters, you know. Yep. So that's why you have to take care of that. you don't feed them. Don't yeah, feed exactly. the animals. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You may think you're doing good, but you're not. So down in the village, down in town, <laughs> now we are putting a barbecue together. So tell me about, you know, uh, your classics. Because, I mean, you know, what I discovered well, here when I came here the first year is like, because we don't really do much burgers and hot dogs in Bretagne, mm-hmm. in France. But over here it was like, who was making the best burger? Who was making the, the most interesting hot dog? Right. And uh, let's talk about that. So well, tell me about... Well, that's like I mentioned earlier, you know, hot dogs and burgers are... 
easy to do, but you can like jazz them up. Dress you know, them a up. lot of ways. You know, you know, you can add uh, different sauces or relishes or any you know condiments uh, to just like bring that plain old hot dog to you know more pizzazz. You know, there's so, all kinds of things so you okay, can okay, do. Okay, with okay. Hot dog. I, I so, want to know your yeah. favorite. My, your, let's say your three favorite burgers. How do you burgers. dress them up? Yeah. Okay. Let's start with well, the burgers. Burgers. I'm a big blue cheese fan. I love blue cheese on my burgers. Mm -hmm. And well, you know, back back when I had the restaurant, I my favorite burger that I did was the uh, it's called the blue duck burger, where I had you know I made my own duck bacon, so I had duck bacon. Grilled onions and blue cheese. Wow. And it was, wow. Yeah. And you could do it with, you know, it could be beef or I used, I love buffalo, ground yeah, buffalo. Yeah, buffalo is good. It's good. Yeah. Flavor is, is really, really yeah, awesome. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, I had a buffalo burger for lunch today. So, no, I, I really? Love, yes. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to avoid eating beef now mm -hmm. but there's a lot of alternatives you know you can make burgers out of turkey chicken uh chicken mm -hmm. like say buffalo mm -hmm. um even certain stores now have uh, ostrich. ground ostrich elk. Elk. ostrich if you can get elk. it ostrich yeah, yeah. those so, are those are really good burgers the only thing that i think that you have to remember is you want a really good tasty burger you need to make sure that that burger has a good amount of fat that meat has a right enough but, fat in it because otherwise you will end up with a really dry burger right and or I, don't if you know I I like my burgers more medium rare rare to begin um, with medium especially rare if if you are you know especially if it's a leaner mm -hmm. uh, meat like you said ostrich or any of that you yep. just want it you don't you don't need to cook much yeah if it's an ostrich <laughs> it's, you can wing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no oh, nice. you, you know you know what I was doing is uh, when I was at the restaurant in in San Diego I had a burger that so it was Kobe beef so it was wagyu. And then on top of that wagyu, I put foie gras. <laughs> ah. And then I put a little bit of shaved truffles on top. It was crazy good. But I mean, yeah. you know, it's just to tell you, you can really, you can really take it any direction you want. Oh, yeah. And it's the same thing with the, the hot dogs. Right. Hot dogs. And you can make it. Same thing with a hot dog. You can go your basic dog and, you know, tr you know, jazz it up, like I said, and with garnishes and stuff. Or you could do all, you know, you could, there's a lot of nice Bratwurst or sausages you can put, throw on the grill. Um, you know, they even make buffalo hot dogs now. And, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the, it's, there's such a variety out there you can deal with. And the, so the hot so dog that we had in, in, in France, we mm -hmm. call it the French hot dog. It would be a nice sausage. My uncle was a, uh, was a, a, um, a butcher. So we make a pork sausage, really nice pork sausage. And then we would have sauerkraut. Then we put it on baguette. Uh -huh. And then you oh. have your uh, mustard, like a mustard aioli with it. And that was, that was our uh, way of making a hot dog. So you know, a it's, it, nice crunchy bag. Yeah, and I, I even did it with a bechamel, which is like a, a, oh. a, a, um, it's like a creamy, uh, cheesy sauce that you put right on top of, which is really, really good as well. So you can, yeah. you can do so much with it. Yeah, yeah. And hot dogs and, are. And then let's not forget also but, that we have also vegan and those vegan sausage, right. I love vegan sausage. Now, Christy, my wife, she just looked at me like, are you kidding me? You're going to eat that stuff? And it's like, <laughs> it is so good. So they're doing some really cool vegan they sausage. Are. You have to be very careful when you are shopping to make sure that there is not too much salt. Some of them have a very, very high level of sodium because they think that this is what you give, uh, you give flavor, and it's that. But you have one who is in potato-based you know that uh, that's mm -hmm. the, uh, the the base of that uh, of that sausage. It was really really delicious. Yeah. So you know, let's not. You have to be able to cater to everybody. So right. it's not only. It's like you know, on your burgers when you're making your burgers, make sure you have a good vegan burger. You know, a good veggie burger, and you can buy it, but you can also make it. So if you go to foodnetwork.com, for example, they have tons of recipe of to make really good vegan uh, burgers and right. if you make vegan burgers you make it yourself you know exactly what goes in it and you have no preservative and you have none of this crap that they that have, a lot of them put in it and it's a real thing it's a real thing right and one and they are delicious there's some really good plant-based oh. products out there yes, and, yes. Uh, and then but something to be aware of that i i've 
notice is like some of the plant-based uh, sausages and that, if you just throw them on the grill, they can fall apart very easily. Cast iron skillet. So, yeah, you can do either do a cast iron skillet mm. or just wrap them in foil. Oh, and that just too. Throw them that on. too. That and you too, could yeah. just, if you do it, wrap them in foil, you just throw your onions and peppers and everything right in there. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way to good way to do that. So, so we talk about the classic, you have the burgers and you have the hot dogs and you have your chili dogs and you have all this. I mean, chili dogs, man, this is so good because you can make you. So when you guys are making your chilies, make your chili, I would say, three days before the 4th of July because the flavors just develop and become so amazingly fragrant compared to you make it the day before the the day before is not good enough three days is like wow crock pot is the way that I do it I love to make my chili in crock pot because you you don't have to worry about it right if you need crock pot 10 hours or 12 hours later, it's done. And you go, yeah. oh, yummy. And also, it's like the house smells so good, you know. <laughs> you know, you have all the, 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 the garlic and the onions and, and everything goes with it. And you go, yum, this is so good. But you're right. It, it just uh, it gets better after, you know, two or three days. It's, you know, it just, the, it just forms the flavors a lot better. So, so one it, thing you know, I wanted to really talk to and share with our audience on KZMU was cooking techniques when it comes to, let's say, if you want to cook a, a really good boning ribeye chop or a New York strip or top sirloin, you know, all those cut. How to make sure that you will have a very tender uh, product when it is completely cooked. And one thing that I realize is I buy boning ribeye chops, which is almost like a tomahawk. And it's about like three inch thick. So it's about, Mm -hmm. about, you know, two and a half pounds, uh, three pounds, let's say, with the bone. And what I do is I sear, um, first of all, I marinate it with, um, uh, marinate it, cure it with uh, sea salt and spices. Bring it to room temperature. So before I cook it, I leave it outside in the kitchen on the kitchen counter for about five hours. So like this, you come to room temperature and then I cook it right away. But what I do is I cook it at high temperature on the barbecue. So on the grill, because we're not barbecuing, we're grilling. There's a big difference. And uh, I cook it on both sides for about five minutes and I let it rest for 20 minutes. And I do that four times. And on the fourth times, all the juices stays inside, and it's very, very tender, and it's a really great technique. Because if you cook it all the way through, there's a medium rare nonstop, and you let it rest a little bit, it still will be tough. Right, right, yeah. And it definitely need that thicker cut of meat to rest after you pull off the grill or whatever, and then finish it. You know, there's a few ways you could finish it in the oven, like, or, or you can sous vide. Uh, yeah, the sous vide, the sous vide works really good, but the only thing is sous vide becomes a lot of work because right. you have to do it, you know, a few days in advance, and then you refrigerate it, and then you cook it. Uh, you know, on the day like this, I like to keep it really. I like to keep it simple. Um, okay. So you mentioned, or, so okay, so let's say you're going the mountains or wherever, and you're not going to barbecue up there or anything. And you mentioned like pulled pork sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how to do the pulled pork uh, ahead of time. And well, you mentioned crock pot. Crock you know, pot is a good way, but you do. have done ideal restaurant. And you and I have talked about this many times. You, the king of slow cooking, cooking with love. And when you are slow cooking it, uh, you are able to retain all the moisture, all the flavors. So tell us a little bit about different ways that you have done your pulled pork, you have done your braised chicken, you have done uh, all your ribs and all that stuff. Tell us about it. Okay. Well, yeah, and it it evolved over the years, you know, as, as I uh, learned along the way, uh, you know, because, you know, doing it for, you know, almost 30 years, you techniques change and so 
like say it's not doing like pork like if you if you're doing pulled pork you know use good like a pork butt or something which is an inexpensive uh cut pork shoulder uh but anyway so that that cut if you just throw it in the oven and cook it till it's done it's it's not going to be tender it's not going to have flavor Mm-mm. it's just going to be uh tough and not not good so the way i evolved with the you know and you can you know you can put a little smoke on it too if you want mm-hmm. uh what do you mean putting smoke on it using okay. little smoke liquid or using a smoker no 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 not smoke liquid but you can actually do a cooktop smoker which is easy to do uh you just get i used to use hotel pans which are a big uh, rectangle pan deep and then uh, i put foil in the bottom and then you put a perforated pan on top of that and then you have a lid well you can what you can do is you can use wood chips you can even use wood pellets or anything and you just put it on the fire enough to get the smoke going and then you can add whatever you're smoking you can do uh you know you can do fish or trout or chicken so or you put whatever. this on on the barbecue no this you put this on the stove on top. the stove yeah but on the stove top, but you, you got to realize that you're going to be making some smokes so you want a pretty ventilated place but, but you could do it you sp- could do it on your barbecue outside right you oh you absolutely could. yeah Yeah. let's keep it on the barbecue outside okay. like this we don't smoke the house okay that sounds good but i'm just giving you all alternative like mm-hmm. anyway yeah so if you do it on the barbecue Mm-hmm. You uh, you really don't need the pan or anything. You do what you call, um, like if you're on a Weber barbecue, a charcoal barbecue, mm-hmm. you do a, kind of an indirect smoke. And what that is, is you have your charcoal on one side of the barbecue, and then, uh, your, your, uh, then you put your meats over on the cold side. Mm-hmm. You have your charcoal going, and then you, you can add... What you can do is to use wood chips, mm-hmm. and you want to soak them, soak them a little bit in water, so they just don't like burst into flames. Mm-hmm. You put your wor- wo- wood chips on your coals; that's, that creates the smoke. And you know, you put your meat on there and cover it, and you cover it really well. And then that smoke stays in there mm-hmm. and goes wild. Yeah. And that's that's what that that smoke flavor penetrates the meat and and. But you're not cooking the meat per se that, so, at that point. I want to jump so. in on the on the chips because I used to do that technique when I was in San Diego at my house in Encinitas. And what I would do is I would take the wood chips, but I would soak them, and it's really interesting, with bourbon and water. And when you do that, you have that bourbon flavor. I did it with bourbon, and I did it with a, a spiced rum. But I was smoking chicken, and because it's a more, it's a little bit more delicate and more less dense, I would say, protein than uh, than beef, and it was so amazingly good. So you can play as well with your chips, right. and but remember, it doesn't take a lot to, of bourbon. Though. But it needs it needs to be bourbon and water. You need the water, otherwise they will burn. So right. if you have both, then you have no trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, because bourbon, straight bourbon is pretty flammable. Is, so that's it. That's so right. That's, that's why you have to cut it with exactly. The water. But it does right. work. It's really, right. it's really. It's oh, nice. Really, nice. Uh, I so, did anyway, salmon as well. So, so good. So that's how you get the smoke flavor on it. But that's mm-hmm. not going to cook the meat. No. So, what you can do after that, you can like wrap it in foil, and you could put it in your oven at a lower temperature. Let it slow roast. So we're talking 275? Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. Okay. And, you know, depending on the thickness, what size of meat, it's going to uh, take a while. But, it, like I said, it depends on size, how long it takes, but you just keep checking it. And you, mm-hmm. what you just do, you know, take your tongs and just pull on the meat. Mm-hmm. Pull on the meat, pull on the meat. And when that meat starts to break away, then you know you're there. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think that uh, and I, yeah. I mean that what I prefer is always a um, a meat who's going to be bone in. So what I mean by that, you have right. the bone was was part of that uh, that cooking process because with the bone you even get more flavor 
and, and more it moisture, it moist. right? And uh, it, yeah. it really, it really, really works well. Yeah. So for example, so anyway, that's something you can do ahead, and then you just make your pulled pork, which is very, you know, you just pull the meat away, and then uh, you know, make your, you can add uh, spice rub. You you could have, you know, a spice rub when you smoke it, and then maybe uh, after. You, Pull it. You can uh, you can add barbecue sauce at that at that point. Yeah. Keep it moist and exactly and nice, and then you're ready to go. So yeah. uh, we're talking a bit about beef. We're talking about pork. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the staple is. I mean, I love chicken. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, so I do it a couple of different ways. I do spatchka, which is hmm. uh, pretty much butterfly. You remove the uh, you remove the. Uh, um, the bones who are uh, on the back, the backbone, uh, yeah. the backbone, and you just you just uh, um, cut it, clip it, and then you cook. The way I do it is I cook it bones on the grill, and I don't flip it. I just put the lid on. I cook it at about three seventy five. I have spices and everything on it, and it cooks through. <laughs> and what's really amazing is you have a very crispy skin. And you don't right. have to put that skin on the barbecue, which is really good. Now, if okay. you are cooking, you so, know, bone breast, for example, do boning breast, do boning right. uh, drumstick, of course, but do boning thighs because when you do boning, you really have more flavor, right? And, and it, moisture and, and moisture. So right. those are, it takes it to be longer. I, I always say it takes it to be more love because you have to really. Keep an eye on it. But if you have a beverage in your hand and you are cooking outside, it's really nice. It does, you know, it makes it, it makes it really nice and easy. Yeah, so also if, if you're doing a whole chicken like that, which is great, uh, a little technique to uh, make it cook more even because, like say, the breast is going to cook before mm -hmm. the thigh is, is you just slice along the thigh bone to expose that. That's very true. And it'll cook much more even yep that's that's so that's that's a, that's a really good that's a very very good technique actually i mean and i i use that but never really mention it so yeah that's that's awesome um and then uh when it comes to you know salmon i mean everybody knows that salmon is kind of one of the the staple as well especially that right now this is salmon season in alaska uh, and you have a lot of salmon available on the market. Just make sure that you are buying a salmon who doesn't say uh, a color added to it because it means that it's been um, farm-raised by, uh, um, by the thousands and uh, the meat is not really very good. We don't know exactly what the feed is. So you need, to, you need to make sure that you always want to make sure that you are investing into your protein. And the reason I say that is because you will have much more flavor. So now you're going to say, well, that salmon cost me 20 bucks a pound or 15 bucks a pound. Uh, that's a 15. And you go, wow, that's a lot of money. But if you cook it properly, I got to tell you, that salmon is going to taste so much better than, than the mass-produced salmon. So what I recommend, if you are able to get to cook it on, uh, on a wooden plank, on a cedar plank, and you put, so you what you do is you take a cedar plank it's very easy to find you put it into water and you soak it and then you will be putting your fish on top i put some fresh herbs on top a little bit of oil salt and pepper simple sometimes i i, I like to put some sliced lemon as well and then i put that cedar plank with the salmon on top of the barbecue and you make sure that your barbecue is not on high it's going to be on medium so what will happen is that cedar plank will char a little bit underneath, so give you a little bit of that smoky flavor, and that salmon will cook very, very slowly. And it is simply delicious. And you can do it also with the local trout. Right, local trout. And we've, we've talked about uh, the fresh fish uh, before and how don't be afraid of the frozen fish. Because, exactly. folks, you know, a lot of these markets and stuff where you go and you see the Fresh fish is what they're calling it in mm -hmm. the package on the shelf. That fish was frozen before they thought it out and put it on the shelf. So you're actually better off to buy that fish still frozen and and because the product will be much better. And read the label. Just read the, read label. the label. You know, uh, I like fatty fish 
uh, on a, on a day like this. The reason why I like it is because usually you don't overcook it. Because the worst thing that you can do is you overcook the fish and it just tastes doesn't taste good. It's just dry. So cod. Cod really cook very well on the barbecue as well. Yeah. Or you can sear it into a cast iron pan. I mean, oh. all those are, are is just just perfect. And you can play with that protein. You can marinate it. You can season it with, I don't know, Cajun spice or whatever you like. And, it, and it's really, really cool. Now, if you go fishing like okay. I do. So I went you're to. A big, oh, you're yeah. a big fish fan now. Oh, you, man. You, I gotta, you know, so. I learned. I had to fish with my father when I was like three years old. I'm not even kidding. So, and, and they would have people coming from Paris to go fly fish with him. So it's like, uh-huh. you know, I learned it with the, with, with, which I was with, with the best. And, but I fished the lakes. So I was in a, a Warner Lake and caught a bunch of trout and nice trout. You're talking about, you know, I do catch and release most of the time, except for the one I want to eat. Otherwise, I let them just go and swim away. Um, but they were they were pound and a quarter. I mean, really nice big trout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's many different ways to do it. It can be pan seared. You can cook it in 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 foil. But I know that you love to smoke your trout. I love smoked trout. Tell me yeah, about your smoked trout. Well, you know, smoked trout's really easy because it it smokes really quick. Uh, what I do is a quick a quick cure, which is um, to quick cure something, you use, well, the, a curing is a combination of salt and sugar, you know. And uh, depending on how much salt you use, and you can, like, it It only takes, like, to for trout, you know, being thin and that, it only takes, like, 15 minutes. Yep. You just pack it in the salt and sugar and... Uh, and then you let it set, maybe fifteen minutes, whatever. And then you can you can brush brush the salt, and you you're gonna rinse it off, but you can just check it for the firmness because it'll it'll firm up the flesh, the curing will, and so when it feels a little firm, it's ready to go. And you want to so you want to be careful to not do it too long, or it'll be too salty mm-hmm. and and not good. But so just do it, you know, like I say. Probably fifteen minutes for at the most, and, yeah, ten fifteen, yeah. and then uh, and then rinse it, you know, rinse it off, and then pat it dry, let it dry, mm-hmm. and then it's ready to smoke. And like I say, you can do a quick smoke. You want to do a quick smoke because you don't want it to get too dry or too smoky. You know, you don't want too much smoke. You don't yeah. want the smoke to overpower. And so that's another way. Like if you. Don't want to fire up the barbecue. Like I said, you could do the stovetop method like I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And just l- l- really quick. And all you have to do is like bring that. Just when it starts smoking, you put your trout in, you cover it with foil, and take it off the flame mm-hmm. and let it sit. You can even put it in the fridge and let it, and then uh, let it sit in there a few hours or even overnight, and it'll be nice. All right, it'll be moist and... Perfect. Let's stay with the trout. One thing that you have to do was very important. I, I learned that, you know, with my dad again, is that when you have that fish that you just caught, that you know that you will have for dinner or for lunch, what you need to do is you need to make sure that you clean it right away. Right. Very important. Clean it right away and make sure that close to the, um, close to the bones, there's always a little bit of uh, blood who stays right there. The bloodline. The bloodline. Remove that bloodline with your thumb and then rinse it. And then it goes into that fish needs to go into the cooler. If you don't do that, you end up, you can end up with a, and all the fish are the same, with a flesh that's going to be very mushy. And you don't want that. You want to make sure that you preserve that that very delicate, beautiful flesh of the trout or the fish that you caught. And like this, you're able to really enjoy it. So you're listening to the Buck and Bernie Show on KZMU in Moab. And today we're talking 4th of July. We've been talking barbecue. and so I want to talk about ribs. Ribs, of course. That's you a know, Fourth of July thing. Baby back ribs, and you have your big—I uh, mean, you know, beef ribs as well. So, t- talk to well, me about ribs. Well, there's different, like say, there's different cuts. I mean, uh, 
even pork, you got your baby backs, you mm-hmm. got your St. Louis. Um, and it is a touchy thing. You know, it depends. Baby backs are good, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't tend to be as fatty. Now, and we all know fat is where it's at as far yep. as flavor. Yep. And so, uh, and, and as far as moisture. So I, you know, I've gone back and forth. I, you know, it's just the way you cook and the way you're processed. Uh, the baby backs will cook quicker and be easier to do. The, the St. Louis, which are thicker, more fatty rib, you're going to have to be more careful of slow, slower cooking to get them where they're tender enough. But if you do that and do it right, they will be, I, I would, you know, I would say I, I like the flavor more uh, and, and the texture. They're more meaty. And so, but you have, like I say, be careful. You have to, you know, do more of a slower cook on them to yeah. get the tenderness. Well, there's a couple of things about the ribs that I have learned. You can do it yourself or you can also buy ribs who have already been prepared and you can just finish it on that day because right. it's still a lot of work. So you right. have to pick and choose. It's not your battle. It's just pretty much what you want your day to be. If exactly. you want to be cooking the whole day where everybody is going to have a lot of fun and you will have fun doing it, but it become a chore. It cannot become a chore. It's got to be. It's got to be really enjoyable. When you're cooking, it's got to be enjoyable. And you got to realize you're dealing with the heat too. Yeah, exactly. Fourth of July is hot, hot, hot. So ah, talking about hot, hot, hot. We talk about all the protein. I would like to go on there and talk about salads. I mean, this Mm. is the time of the year where your tomatoes are just coming into the. to, uh, to season your watermelon and uh, watermelon, corn. hey, watermelon, corn. So let's talk about salad first. I like, personally, tomato, mozzarella, basil, simple. I love watermelon, feta, strawberry, herbs, a little uh, citrus dressing. Love that stuff. Caesar salad. I like a little Caesar as well because Caesar, I like to cut it into wedges instead of, of pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like this, it makes it easier for everybody to pretty much season it the way they want. And don't put your dressing into your salad because your salad would wilt, not only right. because of the dressing, but because of the heat. Right. And then, you know, all your coleslaw and all your potato salad. You know for, for, you know what I love? You do a red, white, and blue potato salad. Oh, yeah. You there can you buy go. all That's of Fourth those. Fourth of July, right there. Yeah. You buy all of those. Uh, potatoes, they come in the same bag, right? And yeah. then you you can you can roast it if you want to, and right. they're hot. Or you can make a nice potato salad, and that makes it really really nice and easy as well. Or you can roast them ahead and make a potato salad out of that. That's you it. Know. You can do that too. <laughs> yeah, you can do so, that too. Yeah. Well, what's the nice thing too is like vegetables are well, you know, the fresh vegetables are starting to come on during this time a year, and so. Uh, you could also do vegetable kebabs if, yes. you're, if you're barbecuing, yes. which you're, I love. I love vegetable kebabs. No, no. So, if you want to do a kebab, besides the vegetables, oh, I still have to say, mm. <laughs> if you have some lamb, do a little lamb kebabs. Oh. I know it's not really 4th <laughs> of July-ish, that but is. you know, this is where you can jazz it up and you can do a really nice kebab like this. The other thing yeah. that I like is to do mushroom kebabs. As well. Oh yeah. So oh, you know, the, you know, you have your your veggies and you have your mushrooms, and it's easy because you can prepare it. You know, make sure mm. that you soak your skewer in water. Otherwise, the skewer will burn right. when you put it on the barbecue. So that's that's a that's that's a really good trick to make sure that you don't have a a, a, a kebab brochette who's just going to fall apart in, <laughs> in the then, middle of the barbecue. And then of course chicken, yeah. Chicken of course, kebabs. of course. And the thing about kebabs is, you know, you have a good amount of food there but you don't ha- it's not pricey you know it's nope. mostly vegetable but it's a great mix you know you can mix it up of uh, what's good you know puts you know what's really nice is to use those little you know you get them in the store a lot now those little baby sweet peppers they come in oh, all yeah. different colors and you just put oh, them on yeah. whole oh yeah that's oh, good man, they're that's really, really, really good. good that's With really some good onion mushrooms all right. Yeah. All right. So oh. you say something pricey. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm gonna get in trouble with that. I like I like surf and turf mm-hmm. on the kebab. So I can do oh. shrimp. 
yeah. and beef. And I like, I kind of like my filet mignon for that, but you can use whatever you want. But you can do that surf and turf. We can do, you know, you can do your shrimp and your beef, or you can also do uh, swordfish because swordfish doesn't fall apart. Uh, swordfish and filet or swordfish and, and pork or whatever. You can really ju- just experiment and have fun with it. But it has to be, it's got to be very simple. Now, on salad, there's another salad I really like. Uh, it would be, especially right now that you have all these beautiful greens coming in. Uh, use the local greens. They have great arugula, for example. You can make a nice arugula and berries. You can use your blueberries and raspberries and goat cheese and, and a little bit of croutons and uh, a nice little vinaigrette with that, you know, nice little dressing. I mean, that's, a, that's a, also a great, a really great way to do it. And then what I love, get the kids in the kitchen and do like, I would say, a, uh, a fruit salad, but you build the fruit salad in layers. So like this, you can bring the kids in the kitchen and they will have fun to do it with you. So, you know, prepare everything with them. So you can do, for example, peaches on the bottom, and then you can put some nectarine on top, and you can put some strawberry on top, then some uh, uh, kiwi on top, and, you know, you can really have fun with it. But in the meantime, they are part, it makes them part of the celebration. Right. And same thing with the, with the kebabs, where, you know, making the little brochette with the vegetables, and it's like, you know, it's, everybody is celebrating, everybody right. partic- participating, it makes well, it really fun. Especially out in Utah here now, in this area, the a big tradition would be Jello salad, oh. which is, you know, uh-huh. it's a great uh, Mormon tradition, that, yeah. uh, and you can do all kinds of things with Jello. Oh yeah, and salad. It's and it's it's one of those things you make ahead, and then you just put it out there, and especially the the kids go crazy, and you can uh, get them involved with that even. I know so. we're going a little bit back and forth on this, but. I had one of the best corn I ever tasted in my life here in Moab. And uh, it is not a, a corn who is coming from Moab. You're going to talk about it and you can tell us about it. And uh, um, the other thing that I love besides the corn is to do cut your summer squash, green or yellow, into planks. And same thing with the eggplant, and you put it on the grill with a little bit of, uh, you know, marinated maybe with a little bit of a, a little bit of sea salt and extra virgin olive oil and, you know, uh, fresh herbs, and you put it on the grill. It is so good. But the corn. The Tell corn. me about the corn. Well, my favorite corn is the Olathe Colorado corn. Amazing. And it's, Man. it is amazing. It's, it's so good. Amazing. And it's so easy to do on the barbecue. Where do you, you find just, it? Where, well, the local Grocery stores will will carry it mostly around here. Um, yeah, uh, I know they do carry it, uh, but uh, yeah, it's just so sweet and tender. How do you cook your corn? Some yeah. people cook it in the husk. Some people yes. remove it from the husk. What do you prefer? Right. I prefer in the husk. Yeah, me as well. Uh, and if you're grilling, just throw it on the grill. You know, it's on the husk. And, you know, just keep turning it so it doesn't burn. And you want your husk, you know, it, it, it'll be fresh, so your husk will be green still, so you don't have to, like, soak it or anything. Um, but I just, I just read, uh, it's, you can do it in the microwave on the husk. Is, I, I haven't tried it. I don't know. I don't know it, what you're talking about. <laughs> in the microwave? I'm not going to put it in my grave. It is the 4th of July. I'll do well, it on the grill. But if you're going to do it ahead and you're not going to dr- grill, you know, maybe. But because if corn will also go, go good in salads, mm-hmm. uh, especially like pasta salad or, or whatever, or it's, you know, it's a great side dish. You'd, and so you can, or you can make a soup. It's so much to do. You can do a lot with corn. Steam in the husk. I did that before. What's that? You steam it in the husk. Oh. Instead of putting it in the microwave, you steam it in the husk. Steam it in the husk, It is right. so good. And then mm-hmm. chill it, and then you can barbecue it, or you can make salad, you can make yeah. whatever you want with it. Yes, that's very well, true. Well, also, when you, when you cook it in the husk, it's mm-hmm. much easier to get the hair off. The, uh, I know. It comes right off after yep. it's cooked. That's very as true. As opposed to trying to, you know, when you, when you if you're like boiling it traditionally and stuff, and people pull the husk, and they have all that 
hairy fuzz on it, it's it's hard to get that off. But if you leave the husk on, it comes right off. And now it's time to talk about dessert. And it's time to bring the kids in the kitchen and say, Happy Birthday, America. And I like to do a blueberry studded flag. And it's really easy. In one of the corner, in the left-hand corner on top, I put my blueberries. And then I line my strawberries or raspberries. And it becomes the... American American flag. flag. It Mm. is so awesome. You can do it on pies if you want to. But what's great is when you do the kids and you have, you know, just do a white cake, just a regular white cake. And then you'll be the frosting on top. And then that's your white. And then after that, you put your blue and your red. It is so cool. It uh, is so cool. In in France, would you do Bastille Day? Would you make cakes similarly? No, in in France, what we do is we do a... uh, because we call it fraisier, because this is a strawberry season, and it's oh. puff pastry. It is vanilla cream, uh, and then you put your uh, strawberries, and you do three layers like that, and mm. it becomes your cake. And then right. we cut it, and that's that's you know that's a that's a tradition over there that that we like to do. But over here, I mean, you can do so many. You can do your blueberry, you know, your berry cake. You can do your your red, white, and blue cupcake, cupcakes, everybody. Cupcakes. Get the kids as well. One yeah. makes it white, the other makes it red, the other make it blue. Right. This is festivity. And 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 as as young kids, you know, uh, they would be also able to get a really good understanding of what uh, this beautiful day is all about. You can go back in history and talk right. um, about, about what happened and, and all those things are, are very important. We do that in France with right. the kids as well. Well, I want to talk about what we would do when I was a kid. The traditional thing on 4th of July was homemade ice cream. And oh, yeah. that was back in the day. Which, and I'm, they still make them, but it's the hand crank ice cream churner. The old-fashioned. So it would be, oh, yeah. you know, there was four of us boys, so mm-hmm. we'd go th- rotate who was on the crank and just keep cranking, cranking, cranking. A lot of work, but, man, what a payoff because there's nothing oh, like yeah. homemade fresh ice cream on the 4th of July. It's hot, and you just, oh, man. You, you know, and it's so easy to do. You know, that day when we were doing, uh, when I was at Lowy Beach and Tennis Club, I was a chef there, we would do mud pies. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was the same thing. You do a blueberry mud pie, vanilla mud pie. So you have blueberry ice cream, strawberry ice cream, and you have your vanilla ice cream. Oh, and then right. you cut it into slices, and then the kids will take off and run on the beach, and they will have mud pie. Right. And you know it's summertime, yeah. so it's really it's yeah. really it's really hot outside. So you want that, or if you want to, you know, cut down on the cream and all that stuff because you're eating quite a bit. You can do sorbet. And the sorbets are good sorbets. because you, I mean you 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 have all the, the these fruits available as well, you know your raspberry, your blueberry, your strawberries. You you can do so. There's, there's so many so, sorbets available. There are so. yeah, there's so many kinds, and again they're they're not that difficult to make, you know. And so there's a there's one thing that I I always have been a, a very sensitive is to make sure that on that day. Everybody has a good time, and the good time has to do with beverages, because it's really hot outside. It's very easy to to overindulge, I would say, because it's hot. So right. you can have, you know, if you're French, you can have a lot of rosé. Uh, <laughs> but you know, rosé is it's it's a pink color, right? So what about if you do a pink lemonade? You know, you do a strawberry right. watermelon lemonade, for example, and that becomes, the, you know, you need to make sure that you keep everything balanced. Right, and remember, it's it's hot. You don't want to dehydrate. No. So, uh, you know, a, a good thing to do with lemonade, you know, because lemonade's real sweet. Uh, you add a little bit of salt, mm-hmm. not too much. Mm-hmm. You don't want it salty, but enough where it's like, hmm, gives it that. It just brings the flavor forward. Just a little bit of salt. Plus, it helps you, you know, uh, with dehydration and that. So. Yeah, uh, I love watermelons. Uh, oh. When it comes to you can do you can do your watermelon drinks if you want to, but uh, what we would do same thing in the in the summer and on the on the beach uh, at the club is I would have um, different color watermelons and cut into wedges and keep it on ice. So like this, when when somebody is really thirsty, mm-hmm. instead of having a drink, you can have a nice big wedge of watermelon. It just 
cools your soul down, yeah. feels good, and you don't have to to overindulge. And right. the other thing is, make sure you have a lot of water. Yeah, uh, yep. you know that everybody can really enjoy. Yeah, and you you don't want to just depend on sweet drinks and sugar. Uh, yeah, just alternate. You know, keep keep the water going, flowing yeah. also. So there is there is one thing that uh, I really love to have when I do those celebrations is besides all the things that we talked about, all that food that we talked about, I like finger food as well because, you know, it goes the whole day, all day long pretty much, or mm-hmm. four, five, six hours. And um, I like to have like, like, like a chip and dip. Mm-hmm. Chip and dip. Yeah. So it would be different potato chips or different chips and uh, it can be also um, different crackers and I like to do different uh, uh, dips so you can have hummus you can do a, uh, a bean dip I used to do a truffle white bean dip it's just easy you take you take your white beans can, a can of white right. beans and you process it in the food processor and puree it put a bit of uh, truffle oil it's really easy to do and make sure that you have yeah. also you know your, your your salsa your guac your things who, who, are, who are easy to have to munch right you munch in it and 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 also um i like to cut vegetable chips as well mm. so you have a little bit of these cucumbers it's nice and refreshing and i put a little mint a little bit of salt like you talked about i like to do yogurt dip as well because yogurt is very uh, very healthy for you so. and um and of course I, I i need to have my cheese platter i'm really sorry yeah. but i need a cheese platter i'm the <laughs> frenchman i need a cheese platter so yeah, I agree. I like, but a traditional dip that my mother and my grandmother used to always do is a green olive dip, Ooh. which is uh, like a tapenade. Yeah, like a, yeah, ah. and they just take the, you know, the whole green olive stuff with pimentos, mm-hmm. run them through the food processor, mm-hmm. add cream cheese, Ooh, and maybe yeah. and, oh man, it's so satisfying because oh, you got the, good. you know the green olive and it's a little briny. It's uh, Boy, I used to love that. Yeah. Still do. <laughs> so the bottom line is, if you want to have a good time, this for for July, plan ahead. Uh, don't make it difficult for yourself. Just make sure that whatever you will be preparing can be done. Half have to be done ahead of time. Half of it ahead of time. And the day of, it's really simple and easy. Making sure that also you have games. Hey, games. We games. talk about games. Oh, what so do much, you, you know. play on the 4th of July. What family play? Well, the kids, you know, they 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 like to create their own games, more or less, you know, yeah. <laughs> especially up in the mountains, you know, they'll be playing hide and seek. Hide and, and seek, yeah. And maybe you could do a little wiffle ball mm-hmm. or, you know, there's all kinds. But nowadays, you can, you know, you could, if you do, you bring a cornhole set, yeah. uh, you know, you probably usually don't take horseshoes up there. But uh, unless you're going, if you can go, if you go picnic at the old city park, they have horseshoe pits right yep. there. And you, can, you can play, you can play a bocce ball. Bocce, bocce, well. bocce well. really, yeah. And the kids and, can play too. I mean, that's what's really great about it. You know, my, my son turned me on to bocce ball. I never played it. And, but he, he has a bocce set and we take camping and you can just like. It's fun play it all over it's just fun yes it's fun. fun out camping and just and you like, listen to the birds and you listen to yeah. the wind whispering into the uh, into the trees it's so awesome yeah yeah but you definitely want to get the kids involved and then uh just keep them entertained and it's a what, family affair it's a family affair but, that's uh, it you know kids are good about entertaining themselves so um so that's it go go have a great time this fourth of july and be safe, you know. Keep keep your food safe too. You keep know? your so, keep your food safe indeed. Yeah, keep it chilled. Keep we, it chilled. You, you don't want to get anyone sick. And be safe with fires, like we talked about. And just have a fun holiday. This so I, I guess I'm the lucky one because I'm gonna have the fourth of July and I got the fourteenth of July. <laughs> I I am gonna love it. I am gonna okay. love it big time. And it's gonna be all all with family as well. We're taking uh, the little one, uh, Jean Bernard. Uh, with Christy, we're taking our little boy back to see Mama. My mother's yeah. going to turn eighty. He's going to turn oh, one. Wow. Pretty much, he is. A, he was born on the second of July, and her birthday is on the fourth of July, which is really interesting. And uh, it's, so it's going to be. It's going to be really, really fun. Nice. But it's going to so. be really good to come back to Moab. I'm. 
I'm starting to fall in love big time with this town. You know, this yeah. people think there's not too too much to do, especially when you live here. But you realize that there is so much to do, and that was, that's what is really great about it. Yeah, especially yeah. for a city boy like me. Right. And you seem to be fitting in very well here. I'm going to have my <laughs> cowboy hat next time I see you, my friend. Great. And well, we'll go enjoy, to the rodeo. Enjoy your vacation. Merci. We'll see you when you get back. We have some great plans for future shows. And uh, thank you all for joining us this day and all the time. So Happy 4th of July. It is, uh, it's a treasure. It is it's a beautiful day. And I know that you... And the family will enjoy it immensely. Merci. So thank you. And join us again the first Monday of every month. The on Buck and Bernie Show on KZMU, the station of choice. Have a good summer. Chef's Adventures with Buck and Bernie airs on the first Monday of every month at 4 p.m. Head to kzmu.org for archives and recipes.